This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Riding out on old Dan, my old faithful pony Dan. Old Dan been with me a long, long time. And uh, he was back there early years of this ministry when Pastor L.R. Shelton was the old trailblazer. And old, old Dan was his faithful pony, too. And uh, he's been faithful. More, great more faithful than the old trailblazer has. So you, you, you listen, if you will, and uh, help, me with God, help me with the broadcast. If you want to get out the gospel, are you, are you, a, are you a, a, someone that likes to help with, get the gospel out? Many folks do that thing. I wish you would help me here with this broadcast. And then I often tell folks, if you're uh, coming down to the end of life, so to speak, uh, make out your will and leave a portion of your estate to the old Trailblazer broadcast radio mission. And folks are doing that thing. And I appreciate it. And you'll be in heaven if you know the Lord. And your, your money will be preaching down here. Your money, don't leave it to some ungodly children, my friend. I told a friend of mine not long ago, I said, don't leave your money here to those ungodly folks who will squabble and fight over it. And uh, it, it won't do anybody any good. Did you know the less you have, the more they'll fight over it? That's right. I understand that. I've seen it happen too many times. But let's get back to our study. We're looking at blood on the doorpost. And we started in our last study speaking a little while on... Um, on how the uh, the uh, Hebrew children were delivered there from the land of Egypt. They'd been there 430 years under the iron fist of Pharaoh. But their time of deliverance had come, had arrived. What a marvelous thing when the time of deliverance come. I know that every uh, mother who's expecting she looks forward to that day of deliverance when that child will be born and the family looks to, and what a great day that is uh, when a big, fine, healthy, bouncing baby boy will be born or a baby girl will be born and the mother's doing fine and baby's doing fine. Isn't that great? Isn't that great, my friend? My family and my wife and I have three children, three grown children, and I know when they were born what a day it was. And, uh, oh, my friend, it's a gracious day. But look. These folks had been in captivity for 430 years, and now their time had come. The Lord had raised up the deliverer, Moses, and had him in training there for 80 years. I mentioned in our last study, the Lord doesn't get in a hurry, does he? Oh, no, he doesn't get in no hurry. But listen, uh, he was there in the courts of Pharaoh for 40 years and then out on the backside of the desert for 40 years, and, and Moses... Uh, had been prepared. Did you know the Lord prepares everyone who's going to serve in his ministry? He prepares us. There's a day of preparation, my friend. Uh, the Holy Spirit is our teacher and our guide. And uh, I know we have these great schools of seminaries and Bible teaching and all of those things. And I look back reading the old divines, the old Puritan preachers, the old, old-time preachers. I read where they were, were, were sent to some school where some godly man taught them and brought them up under the uh, nurture and admonition of the Lord, and, and then they set them on, the Lord set them on fire for with the gospel. Those days are come and gone. Now we have those great uh, what's so-called uh, seminaries, and, and uh, some folks call them cemeteries. But listen, Moses had been prepared. He had chosen to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I, I think about that much that every individual whom the Lord saves, the Lord sets us aside. The Lord sets every sinner aside. Give him, give him 
grace to come apart, to come away from the things of the world and to separate himself under the world. And uh, he was esteeming the reproach of Christ far greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Now, you think about that. He was the adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter. He was Pharaoh's grandson. Pharaoh had all the riches of the world, my friend. Now, I'm just trying to get you to think how, how much grace it took, what the Lord did in Moses' young life. As he came up there, he was the average young man, but the Lord had laid his, li- his love upon him from his birth. Even in his birth, the children had all been uh, threatened to be killed from two years old down, and, and Moses' mother put him in a little, little boat, a little ark, and put him out in the river there among the, 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 uh, the, the flowers and the things that grow there in the shallow water, the, the flags, they called them. And uh, his sister would hang around there on the bank of the creek, make sure he's all right. And one day, Pharaoh's daughter came down there to bathe. Oh, my friend, do you believe in the providence of God? I do. I believe so strongly in the providence of God that I know exactly the Lord is going to do exactly as he proposes to do. And there she came, Moses' daughter. We don't even know her name, I don't believe. And she heard that baby crying, and it, it got her attention. And she had one of her servants to get out there in the water and get that little little ark, a little boat. And Moses's, and Moses' sister came forth. And she said, would you like me to get a nurse for him? And she went and got her mother, her mama. She went and got her mama. Up until then, she had been feeding Moses, I'm sure, on the breast. And so she was prepared. And she took Moses and raised him for for Pharaoh's daughter. Providence of God, my friend. I see the providence of God in the old trailblazer's life. I look back from the early days of my life. This is an old country bumpkin raised out on the farm. I've seen, I look back on the times that, that the accidents that happened around the farm where I could have been taken out, my life could have been taken away from me, and uh, different things that happened to me, accidents on the road. All of those things, providence of God kept me going and had me, had me appointed a time set to call me into the ministry here to save me and to call me here to bring you God's message. And I, I believe that uh, the Lord has his hand upon you, my friend. Oh, you say, I don't know for sure, Pastor. Well, listen, would you look to the Lord? The Lord knows those who are his. So here he is, Moses, been uh, providentially set forth all of those days to become the deliverer, the deliverer of God's children. But listen, listen, listen. He said, uh, uh, He received a commission to deliver the children of Israel from the Egyptian bondage. The Lord God of heaven had said, I have heard the cry of my children. I have heard their groanings. I have remembered my covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and I'm going to deliver them and carry them back to the land that I gave to your father Abraham. Now, my friend, if you want an interesting study, something that will bless your heart, you go there early on in Genesis and begin to read of those things that happened. How did it come to this time right here? And all of the, the, the lifetime of Abraham and then Isaac and then Jacob and uh, all of those 12 children that Jacob, uh, 12 sons that Jacob had and brought them up in the, into the, 
they were starving there and almost starving in the land of the famine when they came to live in Egypt under under Joseph's uh, leadership there. The Lord had called Joseph to be uh, the right-hand man to old Pharaoh. All of that was the providence of God, my friend. All of it. Joseph was put in prison for many years because Potiphar's wife accused him of attempting to uh, cause her harm. And uh, falsely, none of that was true, but it was the providence of God. He was in jail. And Pharaoh had a dream, and uh, someone told him, this old boy down there in prison, old Joseph, said he's a, he's a discerner. And so all of those things. You go back and read, read those things while we're on this study thinking about the deliverances of God. But now here we are. Here we are. Uh, Moses had, it was his time. God's chosen leader, Moses, had returned to his people. He gathered all the elders of the children of Israel together and told them the day of deliverance had come. Now, what, what, what can the old trailblazer do? He can tell you of the deliverance today. Deliverance has come. Our blessed Lord, the Son of God, has died on the cross, came here, born of a virgin, lived on this life, lived on this earth, preached the gospel for three and a half years, and came into his own, and his own received him not. Every, every time I read that verse, every time I hear it quoted, my heart breaks. Came unto his own, and his own received him not. And I think about every true minister of God, every weekday, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday, whenever, the gospel is given out. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming to his own. The Lord has a number. No man can number, my friend. But we send out the gospel, and folks won't have it. Will you have it this morning, tonight? Will you have the gospel? My friend, uh, are you are you are you uh, too stubborn to bow the knee to Christ? Are you too wrapped up in yourself, in the world, in religion? Oh, my friend, religion! Everybody has religion, don't they? You know what religion is? It's man's opinion. Oh, the old tribulation doesn't have any religion. All I have is the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's all I need. And all I want is my Savior and my Lord, and I bring Him to you. Hold out the scepter of grace every day here to you on this little old broadcast, bringing the gospel, flinging it out there, waiting on the Lord and by the Holy Spirit to take it as a barbed arrow into your heart. Have you ever had your heart open by the gospel? Have you ever seen yourself as a lost sinner in need of Christ? Have you ever done that, my friend? No man comes to Christ until he sees himself what his total depraved heart is, how that he's enmity against God, how that he hates God. Oh, I don't hate God. Yes, you do. You know what you hate? You hate for your will to be broken. The, the, the scripture says in one place, the Lord speaking, he says, ye willed not to come to me. You willed, W-I-L-L-E-D. And that's what folks have done. That's what many of our folks have done. My, my congregation, many, have willed not to be broken. You know, did your, did your heart your will has to be broken before you'll ever come to Christ. I know that. I know it's not not pleasing to the flesh. I know that. But my friend, God's word is true. He said, you will not come to me. And the Lord said on one occasion, and it breaks my heart to even tell you, the Lord said on one occasion, uh, he said uh, about the 
How, how oft, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft would I have gathered thee together like a hen does gather her chicks, and ye would not. And ye would not, my friend. Isn't that disheartening? Isn't that discouraging? But the Lord knows all about it, my friend. I praise the Lord for saving this old sinner. Oftentimes I forget to tell you, the Lord saved this old sinner many years ago. Give me grace to fall at his feet crying for mercy. Lord, have mercy upon me. And he heard that cry. And the scripture says, ye have not because ye ask not. And I mentioned in a study or two past, have you ever just asked the Lord to save you? Children, some of you young children have heard the gospel. Have you ever just asked the Lord to save you? I'm not talking about joining the church. I'm not talking about shaking the preacher's hand. I'm not talking about making a decision for Jesus. I'm talking about asking the Lord to save you. Lord, would you have mercy upon me? Lord, would you bring me to Christ as a poor old sinner with nothing at all? That's what That's what the old fellow said, had a little song. He said, my name's Happy Jack with nothing at all. But Jesus Christ is my all in all. Isn't that a gracious little old song? He must have had 20 verses to it. I wish I had them. I could read them for you. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast speaking about blood on the doorpost. We're going to get there in a day or two, speaking about that blood on the doorpost, and we're going to see old Pharaoh's wheel broken and uh, how that he turned those children loose. Go, and go, go, go worship. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast, Pastor Albert Pendarvis, and I wish you'd write me. My mailing address is the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785 my website radiomissions.org and you can email me my email address is pastor at radiomissions.org and remember i'm here day by day same time same station goodbye god bless you